0: Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim of, of Shurim Don Dafyam. My name is Yitzchak Shalom and I'm Shabbat Dafchet Amur Aleph. This will be the final podcast of this first Sugya in uh, interpreting the first uh, Mishnah. And from there we will go to issues chiefly not related to, uh, to, uh, caring, uh, but rather to preparation for Shabbat as I outlined in the opening podcast. Amar Bay. Zarak Kaveret, Rishot bim. Now a Kaveret can mean one of two things. It can mean a uh, api area, or a beehive. Uh, it can also mean a basket that's sort of shaped like that, a conical basket. And evidently here we're talking about a basket. So if you threw a Kaveret in Rishot Gvoha Gevroha Asaravein Shisha, it's ten high, but it's not six in circumference around the widest part of the cone. Then Chayav, what's the notion? The notion has to be four by four. So if you have a four by four square inside, then the hypotenuse of that angle, or the diameter along the slow, along the uh, longest piece of the square, uh, would be roughly six. Uh, and so therefore, if it's not six wide, then that means that the and uh, at the cone, then that means that it is not al dalad, And therefore, you threw an object. However, a Khavashisha, but if it is 6 wide, Patur, because you basically threw a reshoot that's 10 high and 4 by 4 wide. Rehavah Ma'afilu Eino Rehavah says, even if it's not as wide as that, Patur, why? Because the wicker of the basket is going to inevitably extend a little above. And if the basket is exactly 10 high, then that means some of it is higher than 10 and extending into mechom p'tor remember Rishut HaRabim does not extend above 10 tefachim now kfa'al pi'al let's say you turned it upside down so that the top is the rounded part is on top and the open part is below and shiva'al mashu let's say the thing was 7 and a little bit chayav why? because when you throw it into Rishut HaRabim then the minute that it gets within the 3 tefachim minus a little smidgen it is levud but at that point, it's all within 10 Tfachim, because it's 7 and a little bit. Shival Mechza, but if it's 7 and a half big, or bigger, Patur, because at that split second that it lands within the airspace of Levud, uh, a bit of it is above 10. Here he does the opposite of what Ravad did to his earlier statement, and that is he extends the Chiyuv in the other direction, and even if it's bigger than 7, he's Chayav, MaItam HaMechizot HaTochan Syot. The barriers are not made to go down, they're made to hold stuff within, so therefore we would not apply levud. Okay, Amar Ula. let's say I have a pillar that's nine Tfachim high, out in Rishut and a lot of people leave things on there, they stop to rearrange their their baskets there. Zorakunah so Hagabab, and you threw something that landed on their chayav, because it's considered part of Rishut Rabim. Here's the scheme. Anything less than three off the ground, people just walk on. We had that earlier with the thorn bushes, etc. If it's anywhere from three up to nine, people don't walk on it. They also don't use it. Meaning, it's too tall to just walk over it, but it's too short to use effectively. Nine is exactly the point at which people would use it to put something on, to rearrange their things, uh, and to rest on it. Amar of Yosef says, Guma Mai, what about a pit? Meaning, if a pit is nine deep. Amar Abad of Chimbe Guma applies. Rav Amar says, begin Olo, disagrees. Maitama, Tama, Tashdeh Adchak, Losh Tashmish. That using something which is very inconvenient, that's not called Tashmish. So you use a pillar that's nine high, very convenient. But a pit that's nine deep is not. So, ravamat watch this challenge. If you had a basket in the Rishuta and it was ten high and four wide, you're not allowed to carry from Rishuta into the basket or vice versa. If it's any less than that, you're allowed to. Which makes it sound like a basket going up and a pit going down have the same rules. My Seifa, isn't that telling you the same that the safe is the same? which means that if it's only 9 deep, it's considered Rishut HaRabim. No, it's only referring to the Risha, which is that if it's 10 deep, then you can't use it, which is, of course, obvious. Now, watch this challenge. So one little introduction. To set up an Eruv Tchumin, you are essentially declaring that your place of Shabbat is somewhere out in the wilderness. So you have 2,000 Amot in each direction from there to be able to get to the next town. So, if the place that you set it up, it happens to be Roshutar Abim, and you put the Eruv, the food itself, into a pit, over If it's above 10 Tvachim, the Eruv is valid. Because you have to be able to access the Eruv at the beginning of Shabbat. is lower than that Now, what are we talking about? You're talking about a pit that's 10 deep? Ulamala means the doivotveh, that you put it up, so it's sort of in a cleft in the, in the cistern, but uh, closer, not as deep as tent from the ground. Ulamata and lamata means it's below that point. So mali mala, What, what do I care if it's above and below? Who makomachadweh or makomacher? He is sitting in Roshut Rabbim, and his eeuw is in Roshut Echid. What do I care if it's in that part of Roshut Echid or that part? So Allah, it's the boar in lepe We're not talking about one bore in two locations, we're talking about two sizes of a cistern. If the cistern doesn't have ten, we said uktani eruv re And we said it's a valid eruv, which means, meaning this is part of Rishutu Abim. And so therefore, it supports Rav Yosef against Rava, that the same applies to a pit as to a pillar. So Rava was evidently challenged several times of this. So Zin Mishani, sometimes he would answer as follows, move a Carmelite that maybe the area around was not Rashid Abim, it was a Carmelite and therefore uh, he's allowed to carry from there from the Carmelite from the pit which is nine deep to him my call is Rashid Ar-bim, and we're gonna, we've seen this before why did they call it Rashid Abim? because it's not a private area so Rashid Abim was kind of a colloquial Rashid Abim. Sometimes the answer he'd give would be, Exactly where he read it. He's in Rishut Rabbim, the eruv is in a pit which is a Carmelite, but Rebbe said that there's no deen of shvut except when it's Vadai Shabbat. And since your eruv only has to be accessible to you during Ben Hashmashot, between sunset and dark, therefore you could carry from a Carmelite during that time. And therefore, you have access to the eruv, even though um al chag may be may be losh uh, mei um, tashmish. Okay, v'lo amutam et duchoyi kum etchin alach, and don't think that I'm just pushing you off with this answer. La dafka kum I really mean it. That none im hayalakak ma'musharabim malachet, but a very strange mishnah in the eleventh parak. If you have a creek, and rishuta abim goes right through it, hazoig tochah arbamot cheyav. If you throw arbamot, they're cheyav if it's less than 10 deep the water and then that whole line is repeated So I understand why they wanted to repeat the creek twice one for summer, one for winter I need both, why? I only knew that in the summer that's the case people go down there to cool off but in the winter, aim alone, nobody would walk down there. So, therefore, maybe it's not rishuta abim. motak shamim. If only motak shamim the winter, I gave the Since you're dirty anyways, you don't care. Motak hama. Since you're clean, you're not going to go down there. So, Tsricha needed to say both that both of both winter and summer would be Rishut abim. Alahiluch Why does it say mahalechet twice in the Mishnah? Just say rakak rakak. I don't know. It's alluding to both seasons must be It means that if you walk even uncomfortably, that's walking. But Tashmisha, but using something that's inconvenient, that's not called use. So you see that inconvenient use, like the pit that's nine deep, is not called Tashmish and that's not called Bashut Harabim. Um, okay. Uh the next little piece, I'm reviewed a high Let's say you have a bundle of twigs. Ramav is You're in a shutra and you roll the bundle. Loma chayib adakali. Not chayib till they actually pick it up off the ground, go down on the mountain, and put it down. Okay, amma Let's go back to the breita, uh, the tosefta that we were dealing with uh, back on Dafav. And the end of it is that you're allowed to stand on the threshold and take something from the balabite or give it to him, or from the guy on the outside and give it to him. You're not allowed to pass it from one to the other. So now, what kind of a scoopa is this? Isku shuta, isku if it's a public one, it's how are you allowed to take anything from the Balabite? You take. You're basically doing hotza. it must be a private iskupa, so how can you take from the ani? I come You bring it. You something in. Carmelite. It must be a karmelite, meaning like it's al dollar and it's quasi public. No, tell You're not allowed to do it. So there's an isur. El a iskupa ma kamp must be a ma kamp ba alma meaning it's not even dollar dollar so therefore it's a ma and therefore the khatkhila you could carry to it from it etc khari khatwa from rubiyahan what from rubiyahan ma kamp che in a place that's less than dollar dollar whether you are coming from shuta kid or shuta bin you could put stuff on it as long as you don't use it to pass something from Meshut through there. Like we had in our Bright, uh, the, the, the fellow on the scoop, can't take from the Volabite and hand to the Ani. So Amr, Rachel, he and turned on, you and he exactly that. So to this seems to go against Rav's ruling. If a guy carries something, formal, even though he carried it over his head, he's Chayav. Because even though he went through Makomptur, and you said that if you go through Makomptur, you're Patur. The answer is Hatam In that case, case Rundrova's case, the guy picked it up, he walked, he put it down, but it never came to rest in the tour In uh, in Abritam, the guy in the middle holds it, and then he turns around and hands it to the other guy, that's where they're Patur. Okay, the end of the brighter was omrim shtei rishiyot. They said that an Iskupa could be one of two different rishiyot, and it depends. When the door is open, it's considered like the inside. When the door is closed, it's like the outside. The of the even though there's no lechi there, you could still consider it to be part of the inside and carry in there? The area inside the doorway needs another lechi, another pole standing there to symbolically mark it off to carry in there. You think that this doorway maybe doesn't have isn't, isn't big enough? It's not four by four. Another version of that halacha, even if it doesn't have four by four, you can't carry there without a lechi. So, you know, you know what we're talking about Nabreita, not the Iskupa of a house, but the doorway into a mavui, like a gate. Half it has a roof, and half it doesn't have a roof. The roof part goes to the inside. So, petach patoch, when the door is open, kilifnim, because the roof now extends and connects the entire Iskupa, and it's now all part of the inside. Petach when you close the door, the roof part's part of the inside, the unroofed part is now outside, kelachuts. He says, no, it's the scoop of a house. A complex thing, sounds like a, a sukkah case. He's got a roof that has two beams on it, and it's, it's an open air thing, and he puts two beams over, and each beam has less than four tvachim but they' are less than three Fa from each other, because, so therefore, by Di Lavod, we would consider them to be all one unit, and therefore they're big enough. The so the door is in the middle in that space. so when the door is open, the two now connect because there's less than three between them, and it's all covered, and it's Rashiuti Yaid. Petach and you close the door, and then the two boards are now separated from each other. It's not covered, and kalachutz it's like reshut Rabim. Okay, the very end of the brayta said v'im hayta iskupag sarah ur chava arba'ah. If the scoop itself was ten high and four wide, harezu reshut latzmatz an independent reshut. Beside it supports its samaria or mayor. One, anytime you find two Rishiot but they're one plate, I mean the same one, and another rishiyot. So in your backyard you have a pillar that's ten high and four wide. You're not allowed to rest things on there. Why? to uh to um as a precaution against using a tell, which is a hill in Rashut If you have a hill that has a sharp enough angle, we'll deal with this in Eruven, the Telamit Amit uh, a sharp enough angle, and it's high enough, then it may constitute a Shute And to make sure that you don't start picking stuff up in Shuta arabim, and put it on there, which would really be carrying, we say any anything that constitutes a Shute even inside a Shute you can't carry. Okay, we'll pause this point and we'll pick it up with Mishnah Bet in the next podcast. Me and should have a wonderful day.